It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to Keep Bright on a Birmingham City podcast brought to you by us at Birmingham Live. I'm Brian Dick and I'm joined as ever by our blues reporter Alex Dickon on what is a uh, very auspicious morning. Uh, Alex was at the Cardiff City Stadium last night to see a first ever victory at uh, Cardiff's new home. It's not that new anymore. They've been probably been there getting on for 15 years, but it's taken Blues that long to record a victory there, uh, which they did. Uh, 1-0 thanks to a first half stoppage time goal from Janino Bakuna. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Brian, after last night. Um, it was so good to see Blues finally put in that 90-minute performance uh, very, very good, really. From start to finish, there were a few blips first half when Cardiff had a little a little spell of pressure. But um, what amazed me most, or impressed me most, I should say, rather, and I'm sure we'll come on to it in greater depth later, is just how comfortably Blues saw that game out. I don't think Cardiff ever really looked like getting back into it and creating a clear a clear goal-scoring chance. So um, it was the, the, the benchmark, I suppose, we should say, of, of what Ray, Wayne really should be looking for going forward. Yeah, so just to lay the table a little bit after Alex's initial take on last night, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk in depth about the game, the game plan, um, a couple of a couple of issues that were highlighted. Um, we're also going to talk about the fact that Alex uh, was invited to watch uh, Wayne Rooney's training session at um, Henley and Arden on Tuesday. So, you know, little more than twenty four hours after they were actually going to uh, going to try and put that training into practice. So Alex has got some really interesting insight into into the relationship, I guess, between between what goes on on the training field and what happens on, on a match day. Uh, we've also got plenty of questions from you guys, which we'll get to some takes as well. And a, a look ahead to Leicester City and uh, will it be Wagatha Christie part two? Um, so, yeah, that's all to come. I suppose, Alex, we'll, the, the obvious place to start is last night's game. Um, one nil victory for Blues, as we said, uh, and a game plan uh, and a setup which pretty much worked. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think it, it played more to the players' strengths than than previous matches under Rooney have. Um, back to four three three. I think we touched on that potentially being an option for Blues a couple of weeks back when we saw the four box two 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 um, wasn't working quite as well in recent games. Uh, a 4-3-3 with a midfield of, of Bielik in the centre as the number six with Jordan James and Ivan Sunic either side worked really well, to be honest. They stifled Cardiff's midfield pairing. Um, James was very good going going forward in the second half as well. Sunic, even early on, set the tone with pressing, um, 
we know how how effective he can be in that and it worked so well the defense um it was it was almost like a flat back four at times in terms of four very defensive players Buchanan had a little bit more license on the left hand side but Ivo naturally as a centre back playing at right back tended to to stick with uh, with Mark Roberts and Dion Sanderson to to give Blues that solid platform um, and as as we know the front three of of Janino Bakuno, Sariki Dembele and Jay Stansville is packed with quality um, and Bakuna and, and Dembele made the difference that goal so all in all a really positive night night's work I really enjoyed watching it to be honest last night yeah stability off the ball yeah. uh, pro- probably the the big difference to from what we've seen recently is that is that a fair comment yeah yeah I would agree with that there was a there was a clear structure and and every player you know I think there's been a bit of confusion when you're watching them they haven't quite been comfortable in some of the games under Rooney they haven't quite uh, known their jobs or been comfortable doing those jobs I think every player knew his role and resp- roles and responsibilities against Cardiff and and it really paid off um like a great example is Christian Bielik. You know, he's been one of the players who's come in for, for criticism during the Rooney games, uh, has not been, not quite been good enough and definitely not lived up to the standards he set under Eustace previously. Um, but with the two players either side of him, he was taking the ball from the centre-backs and he actually, actually had more of the ball than any other Blues player on the pitch last night, which will please Rooney because he wants his number six to dictate and control the tempo of their play. Um and although there were a few passes that, that went awry and, and that were that were misplaced, um, I actually think he did an excellent job in terms of shielding those back those back two centre backs and um, and Blues looked very very solid with him in a comfortable position. Yeah, I thought the, a pass that Bielik played through to put um, Jay Stansfield away in the first half. You know that was real good vision, wasn't it? Um, and, you know, yes, he's in there to play the sort of the the simple passes to instigate stuff as well. But I do think he's got decent range on, on his passing. Uh, and, and we saw that in that first instance. Uh, what the game was also notable for, I think, was was a big improvement from Dion Sanderson. We, you know, we've talked last two or three times we've been on here. Sanderson's taken a bit of water on board, hasn't he, from, from yeah. fan comments. And we've talked about the criticism he's received. Uh, but last night, a, a big step forward. And, and I wonder if you can talk about that and a little bit, you know, it, it, was it down to the fact that there was the Bielik and Sonich and James were there in front of him in in a way that maybe that they were in the first half of the season when when he was you know arguably man of the match in in the first five or six games? I think it was a yeah, it's a combination of a couple of things. Um, obviously, Sonich and Bielik give you that kind of give him the extra protection that he, that he was obviously used to in those first eleven games, and obviously worked so well. Um, Another thing for me was having Mark Roberts back in the back in the team. You know, Roberts in in my eyes is quite similar to Kevin Long in that he's a very much a a, a head it and kick it merchant. Um, without wanting to be be disrespectful because he played quite well last night on the ball as well. But um, Roberts very solid alongside Sanderson, dominates in the air, knows knows the job. Sanderson isn't having to as he would was a little bit with Ivory, he's not having to coach a player next to him or kind of cover a player next to him quite often. Um, and he worked really well. It was a much improved performance from him. Excellent in the first half to win the ball back in the build-up to the goal. And uh, not only that second half, when Cardiff tried to mount a little bit of pressure, Sanderson's speed on the recovery uh, was absolutely vital in keeping you know two very decent Cardiff forwards in Etete and, and Colwell quiet. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned Ivy there as well. 
that was what one highlight I think of Ivo's game was that was that uh, covering mm. round. He's obviously deployed at right back uh, pretty much. Uh, and there was, there was a moment um, when Cardiff were breaking in the first half and Carlin Grant looked as though he was going through. And I, Ivo covered round behind his two centre-backs and put in this sliding tackle that, um, that that basically shut the door, didn't it? And, and Grant really was going to be through one-on-one with, with John Ruddy. And what struck me there was the, the uncanny similarity uh, with the situation where Ivo didn't cover himself in as much glory at Blackburn mm-hmm. uh, when, when Sammy Smodix went through. Uh, and 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 Ivy was a centre back, just hadn't tra- tracked the run at all. Um, but yeah, that for me was the, was probably the highlight of Ivy's performance. Heaven knows he should have made it two nil um, with with a, with a chance in the second half. But what 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 were your thoughts about how I how Ivy played and and is he is he is he an option at right back going forward? Obviously, Blues have got fitness issues there at the moment. Yeah, he's going to have to be the option uh, right back going forward. I I liked that that tackle was a was it was clearly a centre back playing at right back who appreciated the danger in the centre of defence. You know, sometimes the modern fullback um, they're very focused on going forward and kind of leave the centre backs exposed. But Ivo was very aware of the danger that was happening, and it was a brilliant tackle on the cover. And I loved loved the celebration afterwards as well. I know some of the fans picked up on that and. Um, in an interview after the game, Rooney said that he's encouraging the players to celebrate those moments defensively because ultimately it's it's like saving a goal, isn't it? Um, you know, it's, it was a it was a good moment. I think he did it again actually at one point in the second half, and he was very very pumped up for it at Cardiff. Um, and for me, it was by far his best performance of Blues today. Um, I think he actually, you know, he, he might have benefited even from from the slight change of position because you know when he's in the centre, you know one mistake will often lead to a goal. There's probably a little bit more um, leniency at right back. It's not as much a pressure position, is it? So, um, mm. yeah, he, he played really well and long may it continue. Yeah, indeed. Good good to, good to see. Uh, hopefully he'll get some confidence. But listen, I'm sure he does see himself as a long-term as, as a centre-back. Mm. Um, if, you know, if maybe at another stage later in, in, in this season... We don't know what's going to happen going forward. Obviously, he's only on loan from Cremonense, isn't he? So, whether there's a, whether there's an option there for him to come full time, you know, he'll he'll want to be a centre back. But it it is good if he can get some confidence and right back yeah. uh, when he does make the transition back into the middle. Then hopefully he'll do so, you know, with a bit more belief and and a bit more championship experience. Because it's it's only fair to say that he was he was thrown into a. Uh, into a difficult situation after a change of management because he hadn't had a look in under John Eustace uh, and everything around him was, was sort of wobbling, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a nice, hopefully a nice little platform for, for Ivory to get back into things. What interested me, Alex, actually, has been the narrative around this game. Uh, now, you know, without going over to old ground too much, uh, it was very much... Um, Style and style and quality of performance were were very much on the agenda when when Wayne Rooney first took over from John Eustace, and I'm not I'm not going to use you know the old tired old epithet that Gary Cook, Gary Cook gave gave uh, Rooney style of uh, Rooney style of play, uh, but we've 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 moved some distance since then, and it's not been as much about performances and styles as it's been about results hasn't it there's a little bit of mission creep there uh, for me 
Yeah, and there has to be because yeah. you know even if Blues were you know the position they are in with with the uh, with the bottom half of the table creeping up on them, results are are now more important than performance. So yeah, do, do you agree? Do you get why why Rooney's changed that narrative? Do you do you accept it? Yeah, I think there's an element of I know support. Some supporters have pointed out that. You know, if he's been brought in to change his style and now he's now going to go back to a more pragmatic style in what's the point in him being in the first place. Um, that's probably, it's largely irrelevant now because it's happened. So I think the, the key thing that I, I took away from, from Rooney's press conference before the Cardiff game was that he did not care about the performance, that it was purely about the result. Um, and they got, they got one. Um, I actually think they played quite well. Um, they did a lot of really good things. I know, I know some fans have, have touched on, you know, it was a return to probably a more useless, pragmatic style. I don't think it was quite that. I think they still had a lot of elements that Rooney want, wants from his team, you know, in the long term. I think in terms of when they were pressing around the, the Cardiff City box, the two centre-backs were, were quite high up as well and in the Cardiff half, which pressed the game and, and squeezed Cardiff in. So when... You know, the ball inevitably breaks down. Blues can restart their attack through those two centre-backs, picking up the pieces. Um, Buchanan was very high. I know that was a deliberate ploy, which I'll come on to a little bit later yeah. um, throughout the game. And obviously having Ivan on this side offered that balance. Their midfielders, I thought, Sonic and Bielik, we know their limitations in possession at times. I think Bielik can do better. But Jordan James was fantastic in possession. Um, and carried the ball forward a few times, obviously set Dembele on the way to to, to team up Bakuna for that goal. So there were elements of what Rooney will want long-term going forward, um, especially later in the game in how they saw it out, I think. So mm. often, you know, Blues under Eustace did defend quite deep. So if they're leading 1-0 against Cardiff City under Eustace, you know, they might have dropped back quite far and invited that pressure. Blues did not invite pressure against Cardiff City. They they were high up in those final 15, 20 minutes. In fact, they were going for the second goal and looked closer, well, looked more likely to score that second goal than Cardiff looked to get the equaliser. So hmm. uh, it was a different way of playing, a different way of seeing things out. Um, and for me, it might not have been as easy on the eye as some of the football in the Ipswich game, um, but it was the best and most complete performance under Rooney to date. Okay, I, I was going to ask you how good was it? You know, you've seen a lot mm. of a lot of people talking about social media saying good, good three points, big three points, but the performance wasn't great. You know, just talk me through the two sides of the performance. How good was the, was, the, was the performance with the ball and without the ball? I think with the ball, there, there are obviously a lot of improvements to be made. I mean, I was looking at um, Ivan Sunic's pass completion rate which I never expect to be that high anyway, but I looked at it this morning, it was only 66%. So uh, that's according to who scored. It may, may or may not be accurate, but um, that obviously needs to improve. Really long-term, he's going to want midfielders that can keep the ball, that can play forward. Bunich has his strengths, as I alluded to earlier, in that you know his pressing game was fantastic in the first half an hour of that game to set the tone. Um, Jordan James, his pass completion wasn't perfect last night, but he gave Blue so much in terms of the passes that he played. Um, they were real kind of pressure passes and, you know, playing forward and doing the things that Rooney wants from his midfielders. Um, the defenders playing out from the back, when they did it, I thought it was good. Um, they didn't do it too often. 
because that's that's something Rooney has pretty much abandoned now. When they're under pressure, they're not playing out from the back. They're going long. Uh, the instruction was actually to to hit Lee Buchanan on goal kicks, and they did that quite successfully at times. Um, and then obviously, you know, Rooney knows that when when Blues can get the ball into those front three, Blues are going to cause most teams problems, aren't they? They are very like, yeah. real quality players. I actually thought Bakuna started the game really badly. Uh, he was he was he was doing what he did actually in the first fifteen twenty minutes. Um, but you know, you know that that's him, isn't it? That that's yeah. kind of why he's not in the Premier League. He frustrates as much as you know he excites. Um, but when he got going, he was he was fantastic. And I actually think he could have been a little bit more selfish at the beginning of the second half to kill the game himself rather than trying to try to look for Stansfield or Dembele. Um, but there was a lot of good things. I think the shape without the ball was the crucial thing. Just the before extra... you just before you go onto that, Alex, I just want just want to add. So you you've talked about the the possession with with the performance with the ball mm. um it it did seem better still the, the decision making in the final third mm. it's just it, 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 it you know you end up sucking your teeth don't you over it because why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, JJ, yes, he had a brilliant game, but there was a time when he got in on the right in the second half mm. and missed, missed a pullback. Sunjic in the 92nd minute, you know, he was clean. He was clean in, wasn't he? It's a relatively straightforward ball to play into the middle. Uh, and, and as you say, Bakuna missed a couple as well. It Just the, the decision-making and quality in the final third is the big area of, of, of work on for me. Yeah, there's not a, a ruthless edge at the moment. I'm, I'm sure... That will come, or that will become, that will become the the focus of Wayne Rooney. As far as I'm aware, the focus in recent weeks has been the defensive work, because obviously yeah. you know Blues have been shipping goals, and he has. He's when I was speaking to him actually in the week, he, he made reference to the, the the sheer amount of defensive work they've been doing, yeah. in that that has been the priority, kind of going back to basics defensively because of the results they've had. Yeah, and so I'm conscious we may have covered this a little bit already, but yeah, I interrupted you there. You were just about to talk about the the, the performance without the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the the shape and structure was much better. Um, so many times in in the Rooney games, we've seen um, Blues lose possession, and all of a sudden there are three or four pacey attackers running a, a back two or three, if you include. Christian Bielik is the holding midfielder in there. And that's why I think Bielik hasn't done so well under Rooney because he's been so badly exposed in the two centre-backs, whether it's been Sanderson and Ivo or Kevin Long thrown into that, have been badly exposed and exploited. Um, so there was more of an insurance policy last night because of three centre-backs, if you include Ivo in that. 
yeah. and there was more of an insurance policy because Sonic was in there, and we we know what he brings alongside yeah. Bielik gives him that extra protection. So um, it was a sensible way of doing things, and Rooney did allude to that in his post-match press conference that you know part of it is on him as the manager to get the best out of the players, and uh, I think there's been a, a a real compromise in the last couple of weeks that this is the kind of way Blues need to go forward before they can, you know, transform the playing squad and get players that can play the Rooney way. So if we criticise him for going, you know, spreading the team out at Middlesbrough on, in, in his first match, mm. then I suppose we have to say, you know, it's a decent bit of management for uh, for for recognising the issues. And maybe we'd have liked to, well, clearly we would have liked him to have solved those issues sooner. Mm. Um, but if, if this is the blueprint and the sort of the, the, the standard going forward, uh, then then well done to Wayne Rooney, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, and that, that again, has got to be the benchmark, hasn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, Blues can't go backwards now. There was a little bit of a false dawn against Sheffield Wednesday, although that wasn't a great performance. I think this was a far more complete performance. And now I know Blues have got a very difficult game against Leicester coming up. Um, but there are some winnable games over Christmas, ones that you look at the Blues could take a, a healthy chunk of points from. So this, you know, can't go backwards now. It needs to keep going forwards. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, just want to uh, recount my own experience of going to, going to Cardiff. Obviously, you you've gone there with Blues, and and they they picked a first, picked up a first victory in uh, in that stadium. I remember going there with Blues in 2017 when Jang, it's it's all starting to fall apart under under Zola. Uh, and on the Tuesday, and I think it was Tuesday in March, they'd lost at home to Wigan, and it and it had just been dire. And uh, I wrote on wrote the next day that it was it was time for time for Zola to go. It, it's not working. Uh, so you go, we go to Cardiff on the Saturday, the next game, and game, and there's me thinking, right, with well, the lose today, that probably is it, and I've timed this run absolutely perfectly. Um, and Blues play terribly. Uh, they're losing one nil. And then with one minute to go, Lukas Djukovic nudges one in from about a millimetre. And uh, whilst I would never say I'm sorry to see Blues score, uh, I thought that day, I thought, oh, you know, that's absolutely good. You know, that that might be the stay of execution. And, and, it, and it ended up... So I went into the press conference post-match. It was obviously pretty frosty. Uh, and it ended up being quite a difficult six weeks. Um, mm. before, I mean, got six more weeks. I get, yeah, honestly, oh. it, it, um, let, yeah, uh, maybe maybe it just felt like six weeks. Maybe it was a, maybe it was only six games or something like that. <laughs> it, yeah, it would have been because it was early April when 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 Zola ended up going. But it, yeah, it was a. Uh, once you said a manager needs to go and they're still there, it, it, oh. life and then you're trying to extract information and opinion out of them. Uh, it, it can get fairly tense. So uh, I'm. I'm glad the uh, the ghosts of Cardiff have, have been slayed for uh, for at least one of us. Um, Alex, I just want to just very quickly don't spend too much time on this, but please. But um, saw pictures of Rooney talking to Dem. He had his arm round Dembele, and he was at the end of the game, and he was he was really trying to get something across to him. Any insights to as to what that was? I, I'm 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 going to take a punt here, so. Dembele played on the right wing against Cardiff, you know. Yeah. Um, he's not particularly fond of playing on the right wing. Rooney actually acknowledged this in his post-match press conference. Um, right. I remember interviewing Dembele after the friendly at Peterborough in the summer, and we were just talking about his position and where he likes to play. And then he, he pretty much said exclusively on the left. 
Um, he said uh, when he, when, the, when it was suggested that you know maybe he could play on the right, he was he, he pretty much shut it down. Um, <laughs> so so we I never expected him to, to play on the right wing for Blues. I know he's kind of uh, come, come inside and played as like an inside right forward uh, in a few of the Rooney games, but uh, but yeah, playing on the right from start to pretty much finish um, was a new thing. Um, and there was a, at the training session on Tuesday, Rooney did have a word and put his arm around him then as well. And obviously, mm. like you mentioned, after the game too. So it's probably just, you know, a bit about Dembele buying into it um, and buying into that role. And he did do a very good job for the team and played very well. Um, so Rooney, I presume, was probably praising him for that and saying, I told you so. I told you playing there would would lead to good things and lead to a good performance and be key for the team. And it was, and it led to the goal. In actual fact, yeah, it did. yeah. You know, Ben Dembele came came in from the, came in field from the right, uh, spotted Bakuna, uh, and as as you said, you, you know, Bakuna was in full power league mode at that moment, wasn't he? When mm. he, when, he when he was in on the goalkeeper, <laughs> it was it was real. I've got as much time as I need. Uh, and you know, had he been stuck in the stand with the ball by a Cardiff City defender, which was eminently possible, you know, I think I think Rooney would would have absolutely lost the plot. But yeah, so that was that was something. Having spoken to you before this, that was something that was identified, wasn't it? The the Dembele on the right mm. and Acuna on the left, on on the wrong sides. You know, I think I'm, I'm basically going to have to get over the the fact I'm a football luddite and I like a left winger with a left foot on the left side. Uh, that's not the way it works anymore. But that was something that was highlighted in this training session. Um, tell us a little bit. You went down to um, to Henley and Arden on the Tuesday, didn't you? So the day before the game, uh, and you and what what was happened? We, the, the doors just opened for you, and and you were given free access. How how, how did that that experience go? Yeah, so um, it's something Rooney has done at previous clubs, and it's, he did want to open it up to us, myself, and a few members of the press to uh, just go down and see how he's working. You know, there's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about training ground performances not being transferred over to the, the match day. Um, and he wanted to show show us some of the things they've been working on. Um, obviously, it was a bit unique because we went in and, and saw the team the day before a game. You see exactly who's playing and what's happening. And the first thing that struck out to me is, you know, when you've got Bakuna and Dembele as your wingers, you know, when Bakuna has spent most of this season playing on the right and Dembele has spent most for well, all of this season on the left, why not just switch them over? But uh, yeah. it was obviously something for the game plan, as Rooney said after the game, and it worked. Um, there are so just on the on the day in general, I was there for probably about three hours, uh, including the press conference afterwards. Um, spoke to Rooney before the session. He kind of gave us a little bit of insight into what was going to happen. Watched the session in full, uh, which we can come on to in a second before going back inside. And then Rooney showed us some some videos and gave us a little bit more insight into into what they're working on, you know, away from a match day and away from, sorry, the day before a match day, match day minus one, as they call the it. Game plan. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was really interesting and I put in and as I've, I'm going to write or I have written for a piece going out. Um, there are a few things that, that were highlighted to me by Rooney in that session that actually came to fruition in Cardiff yeah, and, and right, in blue's favour. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to tell us what they are or not? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought you, you might want to jump in. Um, no, so, no. so I mentioned earlier about Buchanan being the uh, 
being the target from goal kicks, you know, playing out from the back has been a massive issue for Blues, hasn't it? Um, and they've pretty much shot themselves in the foot um, probably for two or three goals recently and should have conceded a few against Rotherham from doing it. So yeah. um, no more of that. They were aiming for Buchanan high up on the left wing and Buchanan um, won more aerial challenges than any other Blues player against Cardiff. And that did work out quite well a few times. Switching the play as well. Obviously, the goal came from a quick switch over to, to Dembele. And then, you know, he switched it back across to, to Bakuna. Um, there was another example of that from coming from the right side. The ball was switched over to Buchanan quite early on, but his touch was very poor and he ended up blazing over the bar. Um, there was an example of Carl Robinson, who was very, I must say, very vocal in the session. Him and Rooney were the guys leading it. Uh, Rooney said when Robinson joined that he is very much a guy, a coach who is, you know, at home on the training pitches. And, and it did look like that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he was pointing out that Cardiff centre-back Mark Beginnis, um is obviously right foot to play left side, so may not have the quality to to hit the you know play out from the back. You know, and they were, they were aiming to press him on that onto that left foot and make him go long and win the ball back that way. Uh, saw numerous examples of that last night. Um, I think Manny Langillo was doing it you know, playing McGuinness for the op opposing team in the training session. Um, so, yeah, they were, they were working on that and how he would play out from the back. Um, but, yeah, very insightful. Also, another another couple of details, working on how Bielik would receive the ball from the centre-backs. Rooney actually, you know, stepped in at one occasion and gave a good example of how he wanted Bielik to play out. Um, and one other thing I noticed was Stansfield. They're, you know, he's a bit of a workhorse, isn't he? So they're, 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 they're giving him a bit of a load to do. Um, one example was that he would come in to the centre circle and take the ball from from one of the centre backs or right back Emmanuel Ivo when the Cardiff centre backs dropped off, and he was instructed by Rooney that if they then came short and pressed the ball, he was to run beyond them and stretch them. So um, a few interesting little things that um, that worked quite well for Blues at Cardiff. Um, and uh, one other, one other, which was very essential that I'd almost forgotten, set pieces. Um, Rooney has given Ashley Cole free reign to, to lead on set pieces recently. And uh, he was assisted by John O'Shea. They had 15, 20 minutes after the uh, the main shape session had been concluded. And um, Rooney came over and made the point in the card for the best team in the league in terms of first contacts on attacking set pieces. And we saw a couple of examples of that in the first half where Blues weren't quite up to speed with it. Mm. But they obviously rectified that at half-time. And Mark Roberts and, and Christian Billy, to be fair to that pair, they really took took charge and were dominant aerially on Cardiff set-piece in the second half. And also John Ruddy, as we know, is a very commanding goalkeeper. So uh, there were some positives. And it was nice to actually see what the plan was going to be and see executed the following day because we don't normally get that level of insight. Yeah, that that is good, uh, and it's it's very good of Blues and, and Rooney Rooney to lay that on because um, when you're there and you're sort of following the ball at, at a match, you don't always appreciate the sort of the, the analysis and the work that's 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 go gone into it. And and I have to say, there's been times in the past couple of games where I've wondered how Blues are actually trying to score. So uh, for, so for Rooney to actually point that out to you is as you know is massively helpful, and, and we're grateful to the club for that. Yeah, just so we'll move on to questions. I think Alex, there's, there's, mm. there's quite there's quite a few. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Um, inevitably, think um, attention is turning a little bit to the, uh, the January transfer window. Seems to be all relatively quiet at the moment, um, clearly. You know, plans are being put in place. Uh, Craig Gardner, Frank McParland and Joe Carnell uh, will be looking at players that Blues can bring in. Uh, but I suspect, I think the, the noise is coming out of the club, is that it's a case of, you know, they, the budget is still big and the budget still needs bringing down. And that, that, that budget will, will be brought down um, or, or some of the big salaries will come off the books in, in, um, in the summer. Whether they are they can they can be taken off the books, i.e., by players being sold or going elsewhere or released in January is still very much up for debate. Um, which leads me on to a question from Adam. Uh, Adam has asked: uh, Is there any news in terms of contract situations for players leaving in the summer? So Sunich is the main one for me, uh, but also some others for squad rotation. So we've got Djukovic, I think. Well, there's a lot out, out of there's out. a lot. Yeah, but the big ones are Djukovic, uh, Etheridge, Sunjic, as Adam says, uh, Scott Hogan. I feel like there's another one as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark Roberts, Kevin Long, Keshi Anderson. Yeah. I don't yeah. necessarily think them that those are the massive contracts, are they? Though those three that you no. mentioned. No, but, no, that's true. Yeah. Any, I mean, had there been a development, I'm, I'm sure Blues would would have would have let us know. Uh, but any any what are you. Any comments or insight into the lie of the land uh, on at the moment? On Sunjic, we touched him a few times. Obviously, his form at the start of the season was so impressive. Um, we it, it would have to the, the contract would have to come down considerably, I think, for Sunjic to stay on beyond yeah. the end of this season because he's obviously one of those big, big contracts given out by by uh, Zhuang Dong Ren. I think back in 2019 when he joined as a record transfer as well at the time. You know, he's not going to be on small money. Um, so that's a difficult one. Also for Sonic is is how will he fit into the, the Rooney system long term? Um I think needs must with Sonic at the moment. I think Blues have don't look the same team or as solid defensively and collectively without Sonic and the team. So he needed to go back into the team. But we must remember with Sonic, he was left out for four games in a row before that. So um yeah. Yeah. so I'm not convinced that Rooney is massively high on him. Uh, so I think with Sonia, it's going to be a case of kind of seeing how it develops. But I'd be surprised if he sticks around beyond the end of the season. That's my my own opinion. Nothing nothing yeah. really I'm going on with that, just my opinion. Yeah, I think if you're trying to build a side that plays through the thirds uh, and you're having a guy who's not necessarily that his main strength, and you, you probably don't want to be paying him that, that much, do you? If he's only going to be a bit part player and a, and a horse for a particular course when you when you need to a good press or to yeah. to scrap and close out a game or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I can see see all of that. There, there has been some speculation in the press about um, Scott Hogan potentially going to Sheffield Wednesday in in uh, in January. Um, I mean. Thoughts about that feels a little bit agent-driven to me. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, Scott Hogan's only got six months left in his contract, hasn't he? So at this point, I think it's probably quite clear that he's not going to have a long-term future at Blues. Um, agents perfectly within their rights to to start looking at other options elsewhere. Um, yeah, Hogan isn't getting a look in, is he? You know, he, he got off the bench against Coventry. He's barely been used by Rooney. He hasn't started a game since that first one at Middlesbrough. So, I genuinely that 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 is reaching its conclusion, isn't it? Let's be honest. So, um, if Blues could get him off the books in January, um, then yeah, it makes sense. I think there'll be more willingness from those players on the big contracts to to do a deal to leave in January because. There's only six months. If they can go and get a two and a half year contract and a bit more security elsewhere, they're probably going to do it, aren't they? So, yeah, um, yeah. Hogan situation definitely one to watch. Yeah, uh, it's worth noting actually that these players that are out of contract in in the summer can start talking to overseas yeah. clubs in January, can't they? Now, they can, yeah. it doesn't necessarily say, mean to say they're going to move in in January, um, but you, they can they can they can talk to, as I said, talk to clubs that are overseas or, or Scotland or, or somewhere than than. Um, yeah, from from uh, from from January. So there might be some movement on that, Adam, in the, in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, Miffy BCFC has asked, uh, did you think that the way they played against Cardiff was reminiscent of the way Eustace had had the team playing? Um, touching this a little bit earlier, I I think it was slightly different in that Blues played higher up still, which was is one of the key principles that that Rooney is trying to implement. Um. They saw the game out in Cardiff's half. They didn't drop back at any point. They were very aggressive. And in that respect, they were on the front foot. Um, you know, Blues should have, like I spoke about earlier, they should have added a second goal in the final 10 minutes. They should have probably added two more. Um, so I don't think it was complete useless ball. It was elements of pragmatism that had been implemented into Rooney ball. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I get yeah. Back to it. yeah. Uh Josh has asked, Do you think Rooney has found his found his system now with JJ Sunich and Bielik across the middle? I think it's a system for now, isn't it? Whether it's a system mm. uh for the future is probably a different question. Mm. No, I, I agree. Um I think we we touched on the four three three and four box two two two. Um, I actually prefer the 4-3-3 because I think it gives Blues better balance. I think they're far too easily exposed in the box formation. Um, so I think, like you said, Brian, now I think it's a needs-must knees situation. I think having Sunich in there really helps Bielik. I think it really helps the defence. Do I yeah. think Sunich is going to be a long-term solution for the way Rooney wants to play? Probably not. I don't think that's his game. Um, he's better suited to the four-two-three-one. Blues played at the start of the season. Sunjic would admit that himself. So, I think it's a case of kind of muddling through until Rooney has got the players that he wants. But obviously, muddling through does not mean lingering just above the relegation place and being dragged into a scrap. It means you know, comfortably getting results and and being in a, as Rooney put it, I think two weeks ago, a respectable position. You know, come the end of the season. Yeah, what what I would say is I think uh, with Leicester coming, um, the four three three and that that defense that defensive stability that that they've yeah. got there, I can see that working at home. I think there'll be certain home games where you probably want more than three attacking yeah. inverted commas inverted commas players on the pitch at the same time. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I think that'll, that'll be very much be horses for courses. And looking at Leicester, they play a 4-3-3 as well. Uh, yeah. But their, their midfield three are indeed Dewsbury Hall and, and Harry Winks. That's unfair. Um, it's unfair. Really <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously Dewsbury Hall can be very effective um, in the opposition box. Indeed, he put in a cross for the days for uh, Patson Dacker's goal last night. Just dinked it over, right on the touchline on the left, dinked it over the goalkeeper, and it basically dropped inside the back post. And Dak had just had to come and, and blow it in, basically. Um, so yeah, it's 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 very much about about quality, but I can certainly see the four three three being employed, albeit to different levels of, of technical ability, and, uh, against Leicester. And also, Brian, I mean, that 4-3-3 in a home game where Blues are playing a team they're expected to have more possession against could become Bakuna in midfield with yeah. James and Bielik and, you know, Miyoshi could come into the front three, couldn't he? So um, it, it's flexible, but I do think 4-3-3 is a, a better base to work from. Yeah. Just on Bakuna, it's just occurred to me, he played right back at Coventry and left wing at Cardiff. And now you've just you've stuck him back in midfield and he could play... He's played defensive midfield. He's played attacking yeah. midfield. You know, yes, I know you said you were tearing your hair out with him, but uh, he gives it a go, doesn't he, bless him? Yeah, he really does, to be fair. I think his, his athleticism helps um, so much in terms of going back to right back and then um, as a winger. Uh, I think naturally he'd probably rather play in midfield. I think he said that at the start of the season that he sees himself as a midfielder. Yeah. But um, I think he is. he has been... Um, like Jordan James, a massive beneficiary of, of Rooney coming in because Rooney really rates him. He said earlier this week that he sees him as a, the most creative player. Um, and he has kind of given, when, he, when he's been able to, uh, he's given him licence to, to roam and, and a little bit of freedom. Um, and yeah, you just, you just I wish with Dakota that he would do it more regularly. Um, you know, he's, I think he, he's 26 now. He can't, we can't still be talking about these inconsistencies. He's, if he's going to have the career that he, he should have, yeah. Um, and he's not getting any younger now, he needs to do it on a consistent basis. And, and we need to see more performances like he put in it at Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's potentially going to be what it what he is now, isn't he? Uh, su- supremely technically talented. Gives you absolute nightmares when he plays as plays as a six and you know is doing step overs and drag backs and stuff like that in front of his his own own defence. But yeah, just just to comment on his on his flexibility there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Uh, he said that's seven points from the last five games. Uh, do you think that'll be enough for fans to trust the process? Uh, give Rooney the next two windows and probably reserve judgment until maybe this time next season and see how he's going then. Uh, we can't keep switching managers. Mix made mix raised a lot of good points there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of quick maths, which I probably should have done before we started. Um, so seven points from five games. Um, if you carry on at that rate, let's say there's 25 games left. I think there is 25 games left, isn't there? There is, um, yeah. Yeah, so that is five lots of seven, which is 35 points, which would give Blues around 60 points. Are they on 25 points at the moment? Yeah, it'd give them another on 26. So, so yeah. On. yeah. So, sort of that, that a total of sort of late 50s, even up to 60s points, that would that would certainly keep them out of the relegation picture, I, I would think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lower mid-half of the table. Is that enough? 
If, I, if my maths is right, um, if it's not, this this whole no, that is this, uh, this bit's going to come crashing down. But <laughs> that kind of is enough, isn't it? Yeah, that's a respectable position, isn't it? That's what we're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. That that finish. I think when when Blues had Rout as manager, was it sixty two points to get tenth? Um, yeah. So I think you are probably looking around the mid table, probably twelfth, thirteenth, with that kind of target. Uh, that that total, sorry. So that'd be fine. I think that'd be we we did, when we started this season, we wanted to see progression, didn't we, on the field? You know, seventeenth last season with fifty three points. I remember I remember last season we were like almost celebrating towards the end because Blues weren't going to be in a relegation scrap on the final day. Yeah, after five or six years where they had been, so or at least in the conversation. So. A 17th place finish with, I think it was 53 points in the end, to finish mid-table with 60 points or 61 points. It would be progress. And obviously, that would come in a season where they've changed managers to the guard they see leading them long-term. And hopefully, as we've seen, progressed in terms of playing style on the pitch and like come over to the uh, the more attractive Ball playing style that the club want to want to implement going forward. Yeah, indeed. Just uh, I think in the last podcast we were asked for our points estimation, weren't we, from the next five games? I think we both said seven. Um, so uh, that's that. Uh, it felt a little bit optimistic, I will admit. But three at three at Cardiff certainly helps that. But yeah, if you if you want to offer me fourteenth, I can't believe I'm saying this again um, because two months ago. Uh, you know, all know what that short hand, is shorthand for, and Blues are at six. I was really looking forward to a top ten finish. If you offer me fourteenth now and, and a, you know, sign of progress and a bit more unity and, and a plan going forward and some developed, evolved tactics, I probably am taking that from this position now. Um, Blue nose, I think that's how. You, well, you don't pronounce it blue nose because it's spelled backwards. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to try that one. Um, there's the new, this new partnership with Birmingham Council, uh, what can that bring? Uh, any, any thoughts on that one? Uh, this is obviously interesting. It, you know, we know that Birmingham City's top brass, Gary Cook, Tom Wagner, have cosied up to the the council leaders um, and West Midlands Mayor since Andy Andy Street since they uh, they obviously purchased the club in the summer. We know the council are obviously in financial ruin, um, and. <laughs> declared they did declare bankruptcy i think it was a few months ago so um they're obviously going to be very very thankful if a you know a club like blues with investors coming out their ears um are willing to kind of work with them on different things and you know we can speculate on what it will relate to you know the wheel site constantly you know comes up um as a potential kind of place to build a stadium complex um, but yeah, I, I think that it can only be good having having Birmingham City and the council working together. Um, Blues have obviously announced a lot of new community initiatives over the last couple of weeks, including the the re the relaunch of the uh, the Birmingham City Foundation. So they want to do a lot of good things in the city, and the council will obviously surely be on board with that as well. So. Um, it's more interesting now because obviously the, the council are in a bit of financial trouble that they may need Blues a little bit more than they have done previously and want to work with them. So, um, so yeah, um, 
as a, that was a very long-winded answer, but it's uh, it, it can only be positive if, if Blues and the council are, are working together and working to make the city a better place as well as Birmingham City Football Club. We're probably a little bit unfair on the club, actually, on this pod, because we, we spend virtually all of it talking about events on the field. And for guys like Tom Wagner and, and, and Gary, Gary Cook and Tom Brady, you know, on the field is only part of the picture. It's a slice of the pie rather than the whole pie, whole pie isn't it? And and I know, as you mentioned, the foundation there and, and the commitment that the club have made to uh, to providing a present for, for children in local authority care. You know, this is a... It's a very big picture, and we applaud Nighthead, Nighthead for that. Um, on to your takes. Um, Nick Morris uh, says he's relieved we won at last, aren't we all, Nick? Uh, forgot how to celebrate. Uh, do you think we played well or Cardiff bad or a mixture? And he said basically he thought it was a poor, an example of poor championship football. I'm not sure it was poor championship football. Uh, I think it was just a standard championship game, really. Um, Two teams trying to figure each other out. Blues marginally better. Uh, Rooney did say in, in the pre-match press that he knew it would be a tight game. All of Cardiff's games this season have been tight. I was looking at that and the majority of their wins have been by the odd goal apart from one where they thrashed Huddersfield, I think, 4-0. Um, two goal defeats here and there, but vast majority by one goal. So Blues obviously had the plan to stay in the game and they got that goal before half-time and just had to... Had to see see it out, really. The crowd were very, very, very frustrated last night. I noticed that quite early on. Um, Cardiff were booed off, weren't they? They were. They, well, yeah. I, they, they were afterwards. I think the frustration at half-time was probably more direct towards the referee, who, to be right. fair, I thought was that good, but both managers seemed to have dug him out, to be honest. Um, poor Stephen Martin. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like you say, Nick, the three points was, was the most important thing um, but I actually think Blues played quite well, probably because I, I'd seen the, the training session and just saw a few things come out that yeah uh, that they'd worked on previously. So it, there was a clear game plan in my eyes, and, and it paid off. Probably going to betray your confidence a little bit here, but Alex. But I know when we spoke about the, the open training session, we both had a couple of concerns, didn't we? Uh, um, and it just about what Blues were going to try and do at Cardiff. Yeah. You know stuff like playing the wingers on the wrong side and and that sort yeah. of and, and playing out to Lee Buchanan and you know it but just just shows that sometimes surprisingly Wayne Rooney and Ashley Cole know more about football than we do. Um, uh, Simon Quigley has said uh, system change suited those who've been getting criticism and he says Belick looks a different player in a three, which I, I think we we've, we've talked about, haven't we? Mm. Uh, Sanderson less exposed and. Um, and demanding in areas he's more comfortable with defending as you said alex i think a part a lot of that is is down to who he's defending with and you yeah. know having having mark roberts to his side has certainly helped um the shape takes takes the shackles off bakuna and dembele uh yeah i mean bakuna uh, without making this the janino bakuna edition he is one of blue's most technically able players and one of the players most likely to open up a defense isn't he so um, I kind of like him in that. I, I know Mayoshi's done quite well at times, but I do like Bakuna in that in that in the top attacking line in the in, in the attacking three. Solid away performance could have been more, which absolutely it could have been. Um, Steve Thatcher says all positive last night, other than finishing in the final ball. Much more solid. Good to get back to defensive midfield partnership, which made the difference. Yeah, we've talked about that stability. Uh, first time we haven't been cut open with ease under Rooney. 
that's a that agree with that that is i mean that is significant if if you agree with that yeah that's that's a formation thing isn't it um yeah. i think in, in a lot of the games i'm not sure in all of them i think sheffield wednesday had a few moments but i think blues did control that game for the most part first half they were a bit poor but second half it was it was fairly comfortable um but last night i think the, the formation was the biggest thing in the personnel they were very very solid and worked within a structure that they were comfortable with um and then like you touched on bakuna and, and dembele earlier those two are outstanding individuals who can take any team at this level forward and up the pitch and they did that and got a goal from it so um it was it was a nicely structured setup and a nice nice win for once <laughs> indeed yeah and the final take uh i think it's localist um says roberts in back four is pretty solid and can pass out better than any of the center backs we've tried um i went out on a limb a few weeks ago to say that mark roberts uh, should be in the side and i do i do feel a little bit of vindication because i do think over the last two games he has helped bring some stability um i'm not going to portray him as Beckenbauer, one for the young, one for one for the teenagers. I'll there. do that, Brian. Give me a minute. Just, just, just yet, but I would say, I think his long-range passing can be quite effective. I think his short-range passing and playing into midfield is a little bit scary sometimes. But for, for what what we want from Mark Roberts and why I wanted him in the side for the the, the aerial solidity and, mm -hmm. and dominance, then you know I'm all for a bit of Mark Roberts at the moment. You. No, I agree. I think Sanderson and I are probably more comfortable playing out those short little passes than Mark Roberts. But the main issue with those two at centre-back together was that Blues lacked aerial dominance. You know, Kevin Long at the start of the season was so good at that next to Sanderson, winning so many aerial duels. I actually think after about 10 games, Long had won the most headers in the championship. So um, Roberts is pretty much, you know, a chip off the old block with that. Him and him and him and Long are quite similar. Um, I think Long is probably a little bit more technical, uh, but you know Roberts is absolutely excellent uh, in the air. He dominated the box in Cardiff. I actually think he was probably the best player, Blues player at, at Coventry as well. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm I think he deserves the chance. And he, he I spoke to him actually after the game at Cardiff, and he he alluded to how frustrated he'd been. And, you know, the injuries have given him this chance that he didn't expect. So, um, you know, who'd, who'd have seen the, the, you know, Mark Roberts being the the ball-playing defender in, in that brings Rooney Ball to Blues, you know, that finally gets it over the line at the back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think he's, he's helped the team and there's been a need for him. Um, again, he's another player you probably don't see him long-term at the club, but while he's at the club, then... I think he's 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 done a decent job when he's been called on this season, and um, I think he should keep his place in the team now until you know something goes wrong. Inevitably, players drop out of form. Look at Dion Sanderson; he's started this season brilliantly, had a real blip under Rooney, come back into the eleven last night, fantastic. So, um, mm. football's a funny game like that. So, yeah, Roberts um, deserves his place in the team, and um, I think he's done really well. Which brings us on to our last item, which is Leicester City at home on Monday night, uh, December the 18th, a uh, game that's being broadcast on TV. Uh, it's let's, let's kill it now. It is not Wagatha Christie Part 2 because Jamie Vardy is probably going to not play. 
Um, he, he he's missed the last he'll two. He'll play. He'll play. He'll come out he's... one leg if he has to with a. <laughs> <laughs> he's missed the last two games with a knee injury. Enzo Enzo Maresca said last night that he needs a few more days. Um, I wonder if Leicester need the noise around the the, the Vardy Rooney noise around this fixture, or whether or whether you're right and Vardy will, you know, be Lazar be Lazarus and uh, and hobble out with a, on, on crutches and put Blues to the sword. Yeah, there was a there was an increased presence in the uh, in the press box last night because uh, Blues have cancelled their uh, their pre Leicester press conference. They're not having one, which is, which has been sometimes been the case this season when there's been a, a two game week with a midweek game and a Wednesday because it's a bit awkward. Uh, but obviously, we're expecting on Thursday today um, the day of recording that that the press conference had happened and that you know there'd be a, a plethora of questions about. Agatha Christie, the trial, you know, Colleen, Rebecca Vardy, um, and you know the, the actual talk about the football will be limited. Uh, so Blues, to be fair, probably wisely cancelled that press conference and scheduled it for after the game last night for a little section. And and really, you know, he got some questions about it. He handled it quite well. Um, there's clearly no kind of malice between him and Jamie Vardy. So uh, it's it's just going to be another little side story, isn't it, to the game? Um, but yeah. It's, it's 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 a very a very weird thing, but I, I don't know. I I reckon Vardy will play. To be honest, um, yeah, I, I reckon Vardy will play. You can just see it happening, can't you? Uh, Allow the narrative. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being sat next in the press box to uh, to a represent a, a correspondent from OK Magazine and uh, and Hello <laughs> Magazine and, and uh, you, you know maybe somebody from the Sun News Desk and, and all that sort of thing. So anyway, yes, uh, just to finish up there, Leicester City currently top of the top of the league, eleven points clear in the automatics. Uh, they have the second most possession in the league, 65%, uh, only second only to Southampton. Uh, the fifth sh- fifth most shots and the second most goals in the league. And to add to that, they've got the best defensive record. So, um, yeah, which is not to say that Blues can't get in amongst them on Monday night. Uh, that just about concludes it. So thank you, everyone, uh, for your attention again. Um, remember, you can follow us on YouTube if you haven't, if you're listening to the audio version of this. Um, or if you are watching us on YouTube, you can download the audio version on Spotify or Apple Tunes or wherever else you get your your podcast. So it's a uh, keep right on from me, and thank you for for your time, Alex, as well. Mm-hmm.